Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yeah, another beautiful morning in the city of Hamilton here. Good morning. Uh, Rob Golfie is a sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Uh, a variety of ways that you can get a hold of him. RobGolfie.com is the website. 905-575-7700 is the phone number. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. And again, if you do have a question, we'll relay this info throughout the show. If you have a question, email questions at robgolfie.com. We have a bevy of topics to get to today, including uh, evaluating your home, um, how successful uh, would you be by selling on golfiegetsitsold.com, how to manage multiple offers. We're going to talk about Canada's red-hot real estate market in terms of apartments. We'll also talk about Chinese home buyers turning their attention away from Vancouver, but we'll start off with uh, what can you buy for one million dollars now compared to 10 years ago so what can you buy for a million bucks now compared to 2007 yes and in the spectator um i guess this is uh on march 6th uh which is not not that long ago ago. um i i you know what rick i'll tell you something i haven't seen so many articles about real estate yeah it's crazy in the globe and mail the toronto star the financial post there's like they're talking about real estate every which yeah. way. No different from radio, TV. Oh, yeah, it's all over the place. It, it's everywhere. So uh, I guess that's why we have the Hamilton Real Estate Show. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, the the Spectator put out a, an article and, and also in, in the Globe and Mail. It says Toronto uh, million dollar market was a bit uh, more accessible than Vancouver, according to the report. So okay. you can it's easier to buy a home in in Toronto. Uh, for a million dollars. I mean, what do you get for a million dollars? That's the question. Right. Um, the report says that Winnipeg delivers the best bank, bank for their uh, buck uh, for a million dollars. Saskatoon offered the largest lot size for a million dollars. And... Um, Alberta's recent economic downturn is good for buyers, yeah, uh, and the, and bad for sellers. Calgary's looking for one million dollar two story properties in the city get about the same value they did ten years ago. So, really? so what you, what you can buy for a million dollars today in Calgary, uh, you could have bought you that bought ten years ago. Ten years ago, wow. yeah. So if you bought. Ten years ago, your pro- house is probably worth the same. I guess. <laughs> yeah. If you paid a million dollars, which there probably wasn't that many in January. The average property selling for a million dollars in Cal- Calgary uh, was a 3.3 bedroom, 2.8 bath, 2,400 square foot uh, living space, and a lot size of 7,000 square feet lot size. Mm. Uh, so not a mansion by any means. It, it, right? it's, it, no, it's not a not a mansion. But so I did a calculation. Okay. And um, I'm going to tell you all the different areas of Hamilton and surrounding areas. So, for instance, in Stony, sorry, in East Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last 180 days, let's say six months, okay. um, I, I wanted to check to see what you got for a million dollars. And there was one sold on Beach Boulevard. So really? that obviously backs onto the water. The water, right. Onto the big hydro towers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So 
It sold for uh, $1.235 million. Wow. Yeah, that was the highest one that sold. So now I did everything that sold from a million up. Mm-hmm. Now, if I probably went back a year, I'm sure I could have found something uh, in, in that million-dollar mark. Okay. Now, in 2007, in East Hamilton, zero. Zero million-dollar homes. Zero. You, wow. you, it, I mean, so there was – if somebody was looking for a million-dollar home, I mean, it, I'm sure, it, it I'm sure somebody would sell, sell their house for a million dollars, but <laughs> yeah. they just uh, – they just they couldn't find it. So wow. there was no – there was none at the time. And I did the same time span okay. six months back from uh, – based as today's uh, date. So, uh, so there was only one on Beach Boulevard, and that was a waterfront property. Hmm. Now, on Hamilton Mountain – there were two in the last six months that sold over a million dollars. Both of them on the same street on Akmar. And I'm not sure if you know where Akmar is. Is that near the Akmar Mansion? It's uh, it's right by Garth and Fennel there, as just before oh, okay. you come down yeah. the mountain there. Oh, beautiful. Home so there. a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of uh, uh, business uh, owners that live on that street. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So they so Akmar. There was two sales, and they were both on Akmar. And in 2007, on the Hamilton Mountain. None again. None. None. Really? For a million dollars. I, I, I typed in a million dollars and see if anything sold over a million dollars in the wow. same time frame as, as I did on this one. Yeah. Zero. Okay. Zero in 2007. That's very interesting. So it shows you how much uh, values have gone up. Now, Hamilton West. Mm-hmm. Now, Hamilton West, we've got you know the Aberdeen, all these nice, beautiful yes. homes here. Uh, in the last 180 days, there were five sold. Okay? Wow. So, which is, you know, not bad. Not yeah, bad. Yeah. Can you believe in 2007, none? Really? Come on. Yeah. I, and, I those, and those are beautiful that. homes. There. Yeah. The mansions, especially if you're coming down uh, on Bay Street there, coming yes. from the mountain, you see that beautiful oh, house there. That's, it's got gated. Yep. They have some movies there. So, so 10 years ago, that would not have sold for a million bucks. 10 years ago, there was none in that six-month period wow. that sold for a million dollars. Holy cow. Yeah. So it's uh, it's definitely changed. Um, so here's what, Ancaster. So Ancaster's got... Uh, um, one that sold, actually, uh, Ancaster, I, I've got the, the the best one you can get in Ancaster, mm-hmm. and I didn't write how many that sold in Ancaster in the last five months, but Ancaster, what you get for a million dollars in Ancaster, mm-hmm. it, it sold on Rosemary Lane in okay. Ancaster, and that's near Fiddler's Green and Douglas area, yep, yep. and uh, it's a two-story, um, 2,150 square foot, four, uh, Actually, this one was a three-bedroom house. Wow. For a million Today, bucks. in Ancaster. Holy cow. Today in Ancaster. Uh, it must be pristine inside. Well, I hope so, because... Because uh, but, but, 2,100 square feet is... I mean, it, it's, it's small. Not, you can get no a townhouse sometimes, yeah. some large townhouses for that much. Uh, but the um, in 2007, there was only one. In Belize, and it was on Sulphur Springs Road. It sold for a million dollars. And it was... What's the lot size here? It was 0.14... Approximately 0.17 of an acre. It was, it, it was right on the ravine. Beautiful property. Mm-hmm. I mean, today that house is probably worth three million dollars, really? maybe more. Wow. Um, so it just it shows you how values have gone up just yeah. in ten years. Yeah. Just in ten years. Now Grimsby, mm-hmm. three sold in the last six months, and uh, and you get a uh, one. And it, there was one on Kerman Avenue, and it uh, it was. Um, a twenty-two hundred square foot. It's it's a nice home. I know the lot size is good. It, the lot frontage, Kerman Avenue. If you know Kerman, if you're from Grimsby, uh, the lots are big. You know, and I think they're one of the first homes that were built in Grimsby. Okay, and they're and they're probably uh, older homes. Right. You know, they could be like 
close to 100 years old. Yeah. So are they backing on to the water as well? Um, I think this one might be backing on to the school. Uh, okay. Blessed so Trinity School. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And it's it's right in between um, Main Street and Livingston um, in, um, in Grimsby. Okay. So... This did take 154 days to sell, hmm. and it was on Kerman Avenue, and uh, and that was a million dollars and a 2,200 square foot home. Wow! Yeah, yeah, but the large lot size. Yeah. Now the only one that sold 10 years ago, and I know this property very well, was on Ridge Road, and there was only one, uh, and it actually sold for 1.3 million, but not many properties sold for that much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's uh, it's very. Uh, very uh, different. Like, there's yeah. a lot of properties. Now, Dundas. All right. Okay, Dundas. Uh, three have sold in the last 180 days. Really? And uh, the one that sold uh, was uh, Governors and uh, Wainwright, and it sold for uh, a million, million um, 1,180,000. Hmm. So, 10 years ago in Dundas, no million dollar None. home sold. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Uh, Lower Stony Creek. Uh, Lower Stony Creek, uh, there was one on McCallum. Uh, that sold, and I know I'm not sure if you know the area. It's at the end of 50 Road towards right. okay, towards yeah, yeah. the uh, um, uh, the water, and I'm not sure if it was Madame um, uh, Homes built that side. I'm not sure who the builder was, and uh, they got a one million one hundred fifty five thousand, and it was a four thousand forty two hundred square feet wow. uh, home. So healthy size, yeah. It's a good healthy size home. Um, you're not on the water for for that kind of money, and uh, in Upper Stony Creek, uh, there was none. Upper Stony Creek, wow. zero homes even now sold really? for over a million. But uh, but uh, ten years ago in Lower Stony Creek, there was one on Winona Road that sold for one point three million, hmm. and that was backing onto the water. Okay. Now Burlington is the big numbers. Now Burlington, in the last hundred eighty days, there were two hundred twenty-five homes that sold over a million dollars. Get out of town. Yeah, it's a lot. And then now and now if you go back from two thousand seven, uh only eleven in that same time frame. Holy cow. Yeah. So so I I remember I'll never forget, I remember when I was buying my house on uh um it was the the price was two hundred and fifty five thousand. So we're going back maybe twenty years ago, twenty two years ago. And I go, oh my god, this is a lot of money, two hundred fifty-five thousand. <laughs> and I'm like, holy! Well, it and I, I was, I was sweating. So I sold my, <laughs> I sold my, uh, uh, what was it, one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, one hundred twenty thousand dollars home, mm-hmm. semi, and I moved into a detached seventeen hundred square foot, um, three bedroom, uh, single car garage mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. uh, two hundred fifty-five thousand. Wow. And I was sweating it because you're going from a house from sure. one hundred twenty, almost going up a hundred thousand, right? Du- you almost doubled. Yeah. I actually, I did double. So your obviously your mortgage is going to be yeah. way more. Yeah. And I remember sweating it, and it was good. We managed it, and we did good on the sale of that pro- property. We stayed there for um, ten, eleven years, and then in two thousand and four. I bought a house for four hundred and fifty thousand, hmm. and so you're doubling again. I'm doubling right? again. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> so I'm like, I was really sweating that one. Yeah, and uh, I'm on, I'm on the couch making. I'm ready to make the deal. I have to go make the deal for myself. And I'm like, what am I getting into? <laughs> my wife's all excited about the house. Sure. The kids are all, you know, jumping around, go and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. do I uh, relieve the stress by saying no and disappoint everybody? <laughs> and you're trying to be Mister Cool, yeah, at the same I'm trying time. to be like, hey, I can handle this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I ended up uh, buying that house, 
and uh, it, it was a little bit of a stress, you know, like, like and I, I could imagine, you know, buyers, I deal with this every day, and, mm-hmm. but I forget my own feelings and my, sure, my sure. own, how I feel about buying homes. And um, so I bought that for 450000 We stayed there 11 years. It was great. And then I, uh, I moved into, so the last house that I'm in, currently in now, right. I, I bought that house for the same price that I bought the house 11 nice. years ago but I had to renovate it. Right, okay. So it it, it, it that seemed a little easier because I'm because it's like I'm not I'm not upping again, yeah, you yeah. know, doubling on the on the price. But uh but I I can understand like uh it it just uh it's tough. You you go in and I understand how buyers are. Mm-hmm. I, I especially I know, in a market like this. Yeah. Right? I and I know the feeling um when you're going in and you're, you th- you know you're stretching it. You know your bank says you're okay. Right. Um, you are. You love it, but you're like, oh my god, can I afford it? It's it's somehow it seems to work out. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. does seem to work out. Uh, interest rates are good, and um, it uh, it just it's it's I I, I can understand how yeah. people feel. Well, yeah, your mind starts playing those head games. You, you you start playing the what if. You know what if this happens? You know can we still afford to live here? Can we make this move? Does this make sense? Yeah. Especially with family when you got kids involved. Now you're thinking about their futures and the whole bit, right? Oh right, right. And then sometimes, you know what? And and the good thing is your your home is your uh, biggest investment. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, I mean, sometimes people you know they get caught up with the credit cards and stuff like that. They have to remortgage the house, and there's always equity there to do that. Yeah. Oh yeah, but. Uh, and they, it seems like it's better to pay two and a half percent interest than nineteen yeah, percent interest well, yeah. on a credit card, but uh, but yeah, no, definitely, uh, you know, the way that the economy is going, and we're going to talk about um, how the Chinese, like again, yeah. like you were saying, the Chinese buyers are diverting from Vancouver, Vancouver. but uh, with, now with that. So it doesn't look like there's an end in sight with right. this market. Let's take a break and we'll okay. get to that to that topic because that's a very interesting one. Chinese home buyers turning their attention away from Vancouver. We'll get to that. We'll also talk about uh, the apartment market and how to manage multiple offers on your home. A very important topic uh, in this market for sure. RobGolfi.com is the website. 905-575-7700 is the phone number at Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. And check out Rob Golfi on Facebook. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM. 900 CHML. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Zamprin in studio this morning with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Hey, he's number one in transaction sales with the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington, also number one in transaction sales in Canada for Remax, and that says a lot. Call him today, 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, RobGolfie.com. 
at Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. Check out Rob Golfi on Facebook. He has a tremendous Facebook page. Actually, before the show, we were talking about uh, the, uh, the the wacky videos you guys put together. Yeah. The, one, uh, the one that caught my eye uh, was a flashback, really, was the 20-minute workout. That was sensational. Yeah, I, when I when I did that one, I, I thought that would bring back a lot of people from uh, from the 80s <laughs> and, uh, you know, with the 20-minute workout because, yeah. Uh, yeah, what happened to, you know, that was like a big Oh, that was thing. huge. Massive. Every, every, I mean... I think more people watched it just to watch it than do the exercise. I, think so. I, well, I was in that. I was in that category. Yeah, yeah so was I. <laughs> but who were the other two people in the video? Were they were they staff they, members? No, they were actually uh, like people that we knew that wow. uh, when we did the video, and uh, it was it was kind of like a, it was kind of trying to do a flashback of you know I'm, you know walking around showing them the house, yeah. and then I, I said to the video guy, I go, listen, why don't you let's do the twenty minute workout? And yeah. I go, maybe the millennials might not get that, right, right, right. but their parents will. Oh. For sure, yeah. for sure. So anyway, so when you open the door, that was the uh, yeah. the They're thing on TV. Minutes. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna need 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> sensational. So, yeah. If you want to check it out, go to uh, Facebook and uh, and uh, click in Rob Golfie. It is uh, absolutely fantastic. As are a number of other things on uh, the Facebook page. Um, today's topics: uh, What can you buy for a million dollars now versus 07? We reflected on that in our first segment. We'll also touch on how to manage multiple offers on your home. We'll get into GolfieGetsItSold.com. You'll want to stay tuned for that. And uh, coming up in a couple of minutes, can Canada's red-hot real estate market heating up, uh, the apartment market to heights not seen in 30 years. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But Chinese home buyers turning their attention away from Vancouver. So what's happening here? Yeah, they're uh, they're definitely shifting their inquiries from Vancouver to other major cities uh, after the foreign uh, buyer tax that was in- introduced. Yeah. So uh, so I'm, I'm reading this in the paper. Remember, I was telling you that uh, there was a lot of articles in the paper, and it seemed they all they all came out uh, this past week. So inquiries uh, for Vancouver properties now. Uh China has their own website, mm-hmm. right? And it and they have a hard time uh, getting outside of uh, China's uh, Google and everything else like right. that. They right, kind right, of right. Are, they're kind of like in the bubble. They're clamped down. So this so, is a website that has real estate. Yeah, it to has other real countries. estate. Yeah. So people pay to put their um, listings on that website. Oh, okay, okay. So it's called Jual. I guess if I if I pronounce that right. So if, if you're Chinese and I didn't say it right, I'm really <laughs> sorry. Okay. I'm really sorry. So China's last, largest international property website hmm. fell 81 percent uh, in July compared to the same month a year earlier, and 78 percent in August, and it continued lower through the remaining months in 2016. Yeah, because wow. because China, everybody was buying in Van- in uh, Vancouver right. at the same time. Now, this is funny. Inquiries spiked in other Canadian cities, with <laughs> Toronto climbing to 62% in August and 72% in September, and continuing higher throughout the 2016. The, the number of Calgary inquiries soared more than 1,000% wow. in August and 420% in September, while Montreal saw a 152% spike in September as more Chinese buyers started looking beyond Vancouver and Toronto. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means... Uh, Vancouver uh, solved their problem, mm-hmm. but now that problem is going to come to Ontario. To other cities, yeah. yeah. So if now we know there's a lot of immigrants coming into Canada. Now, the immigrants alone, when they come to Canada, thirty uh, percent of them will buy a house. Now, I think there's 300,000 immigrants immigrating into Canada. Mm. 30% will buy a house. And I think 100,000 of them in, in the GTA. So wow. 30,000 families are buying a home in the GTA. Now, I'm not saying they're they're Chinese, but now the Chinese people, mm-hmm. uh, they're buying houses. 
uh, and their kids eventually will live in them uh, when they move this way sure. uh, for school and stuff like that. Um, but if they come to Toronto and do what they did in Vancouver, we're going to have a major problem in Toronto. Not right. only that, it's just going to push everybody out of Toronto that can't afford it. Yeah. And move Where people are they towards go? Hamilton. Go here. Hamilton. Yeah. It's happening a little bit. Like we are getting uh, a lot of people from uh, the GTA coming this way. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But it will be e- increasingly more. Right. Um, if if the Chinese once they start coming in and if and when they come, they come in in um, you know. Plane so, loads. <laughs> and, and that's basically what happened in Vancouver. They they bought up all these properties and all the other, let's call them Vancouverites, or the people who were living there, uh, really could not compete with the Chinese investors, so they had to move to basically the suburbs, right? Oh, absolutely. You can't you can't compete against these guys. These guys have so much money. Yeah. Um, it, one, people are afraid to sell their house because they're right. not going to find it because they're going to have to compete against the Chinese guy yeah, yeah. that's going to outbid them by 200 300 or even a million dollars. So it, it is hard to compete with them. So if they do bring the foreign tax to Toronto, it's going to again, it's just going to drive people this mm-hmm. way. It it's it's a win-win for Hamilton, but it's a, it's it's going to be a lose for Hamilton if if that happens because right. uh no one's going to one the inventory is going to keep being very low. Yeah. And nobody's going to want to sell. And then, and if you do sell, basically people are selling. They're moving either to an old age home, or they're moving out of the area, or or somebody's passed away. Right. And it's you can't um, you can't. Uh, it's going to be tough. So it's hard to divert. So they're just, like like you said uh, when we were off the air. It's like a band aid. Yeah. It's like a band. So so Vancouver solved their problem. Now right. that problem's just being shifted to to another city. To another city. And and I was suggesting. I'm not even sure if this is you know feasible in terms of you know the federal government saying all right here is a here's a national strategy we have for foreign investors. We still want those people to come here, but here's here's the rules. Here's the stipulations they have to follow. No different than what Vancouver. You know the city proper did itself, right? Like in like in Vancouver, they've got like subdivisions that are empty. Yeah, like you drive That's through, it, you drive through them, you don't see cars in the driveway. You might see the odd landscaper, you know, taking yeah. care of the. But the there's property. nobody inside. There's nobody, there's nobody there. inside. And and can you imagine being a person? And hopefully, the realtors. I hope they know their their market out there because if you buy a house in those neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you don't want your your kid to <laughs> grow up in a ghost hey, town. Hey, mom, there's nobody here. <laughs> what the happened? Would be safe, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, no apart kidding. From that. Yeah, but it. Um, but I hate to see that happen in in Ontario or Toronto and in Hamilton. Yeah. Um, it just it's it's. Uh, it, it, I know they're trying to figure something out, but when they put this foreign tax, they are hurting a lot of people that don't have the Chinese money right. uh, in buying a home and it hurts them. So, I mean, it's like case by, like they almost have to look like, look at everyone case by case. Yeah. And, and that's the hard part. So there's people there, you know, they're saving money just like any other Canadian, well, right. Canadian, and they don't have the money like the Chinese people do, but they want to buy a house. But now they're restricted to buying a house because there's that foreign tax. Yeah. So they're they're kind of, you know, it's messed up for them. And, I mean, this is obviously not going to have just a ripple effect on, you know, the communities now that the Chinese investors are looking to, the Torontos, Montreals, Calgarys, and whatnot. Uh, but obviously, as you said, Hamilton, there's going to be, you know, every, everything north of Toronto, which has already exploded, is going to go even more so. Uh, pr- that's probably going to have a ripple effect to the east side of Toronto and, you know, the Pickerings and the Whitbys and whatnot. And, right. of course, down here. And, and, and that 
that ripple effect will continue on through to Brantford and St. Catharines well, because those those communities are going to be impacted they're, as well. They're taking they're taking over communities like now. Is it Aurora that has a huge Chinese population? Uh, I'm not Aurora, sure. Richmond Hill, Newmarket, Newmarket, that, that kind of So yes. I'm not sure what area there was. There was a, a huge mall hmm. that they uh, built over there. Okay, and obviously a Chinese person built like built the mall. Only people can rent in there were Chinese. Get out of town. Yeah, absolutely. So what happened was um, a guy went in there. He wanted to rent a space in the mall. They right. wouldn't rent it to him. So what the mayor did, he said, I'm going to see if there is any prejudice here, any discrimination. Right, right, right. So he went and applied, and they refused him. No way. He sued them. Got, I think he got a $750,000 settlement. He donated the money to charity. It was just more of a proven thing. Right, right. So now they can't discriminate. But but you go in, in, those, in those areas, it is like... It's like you just drove to a, a whole town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a whole yeah. town. It's not Chinatown like one street, like downtown Toronto. Right. It is like... The whole, the whole community. community. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's move on from uh, Chinese home buyers turning their attention away from Vancouver to our next topic. Uh, Canada's red hot real estate market heats up apartment market to heights not seen in 30 years. So the apartment market is now exploding. It is. So uh, developers are, are noticing that they're building these condos and everybody's buying them. Mm-hmm. A lot of investors are buying them and they're renting them out. And there is a shortage of uh, uh, apartments out there, or pe- for of homes. Right. So now they're saying they haven't built apartment uh, buildings in thirty years. Yeah. yeah, everything's a condo. Everything's a condo. So, so now they're looking at that as as a way. They're they're coming back to that. You know, there, there's there's a lot of money to be made, especially sure. for the developer. He yeah. gets to own the building oh, after. Yeah. He's got rental income, and and then if things don't work out well, he can convert that building mm-hmm. into a condo building right. down the road, which a lot of the old buildings in Hamilton, that's happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's either that or a hotel. Or a hotel. Like, like the Canaan, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Interesting. So how hot... Is it? And, and are we just talking about uh, even, you know, subletting? So, you know, an investor will, will buy a condo or buy an apartment unit and then sublet it to someone else for, for that price or even higher. Well, it, it, because, because we've got so many people coming into Canada, the um, they need a place to live. Yeah. And um, so 70, 70% of the people that are moving here, they need they need to rent a place. And so that's their first step. Mm-hmm. Let's get lit. Yeah, it's much easier to rent an apartment than buy a home. Right. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. So once they're settled in their and they're in their apartment, from there they will go and you know get established. But the funny thing is, it's easier to get a mortgage. A foreign person, it's easier to get a mortgage with them than a person that's lived here for a long time. Really? Oh, yeah. That's They've interesting. Got, yeah, they made it easy for those guys, but <laughs> they don't make it easy for the the, the everyday Canadian that grew wow. up here. But um, but yeah, definitely um, uh, things are changing. Um, with the uh, with the rental market, it, it is growing and growing, mm-hmm. um, and that's why Toronto. It just seems they keep building these condos, yeah. and investors are buying them and they're renting them out. Yeah. Interesting that you know Toronto is building all these high rise condos that are you know luxurious, and uh, you know the, the price tags are, are, are sky high in some cases. Uh, you know, you go to communities like you know Burlington or even Hamilton with any of the new condo type developments. Apart from the Connaught, we don't see those high rise kind of structures. It's maybe you know four or five kind of stories high and it's 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 more in tune with what the community already is yeah you know what they, they will get up there um, the one thing is I, I I'm trying to get uh, the guy from the city of Hamilton to come in to talk about all these uh, developers that are, hmm. are applying for the permits to build these high-rise buildings okay. you, 
Uh, Rick, I'm going to tell you, you will see a lot happening really? in downtown. Remember, I'm, I'm not sure if you remember, Jackson Square downtown, it was just thriving in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, then all of a sudden they built um, Limeridge Mall. Limeridge Mall. Yeah. And, you know, parking is an issue downtown. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But when all these buildings do go up, these condo buildings, you're going to find it's going to start thriving again and you're going to see the Bayfront and uh, also they're going to be building condos right about the, the marina there. Uh, yeah. And so they've got, they, they, there's a lot of things happening, and that and, and we will have no problem uh, filling those uh, yeah. condos up because of the people coming in from uh, the GTA. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a great spot. Uh, they're still eased to the highway access uh, oh. when they do have all day go. That's you know another plus for that area as well. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So, and and it creates a lot more jobs. Uh, in the area, a lot of times uh, uh, when a couple moves this way, uh, the one spouse will still work in, in Toronto, right. but the other spouse does have a job in Toronto. They'll try to find something locally. Right. So we're getting better talent coming uh, oh, to yeah, Hamilton. Without, without a doubt. Yeah, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Uh, let's move to uh, how to manage multiple offers on your home. And this is vitally important. It is. It is. And I don't think a lot of people realize this. We When we do multiple offers, we try to do it in our, in our office. Mm. Now... A lot of agents don't realize this. Every time there's a, like, let's just say, for instance, we had a, a, a multiple offer on Cannon Street here in Hamilton. Okay. So we had three offers registered, and so we got all the three offers. Last minute, last minute, we get a fourth offer. Mm. So it's my duty to inform all the agents right. that there's a fourth offer now, because that can change what somebody has come in at. Sure. And so... And it's a nightmare for agents to manage this. I don't know how they can manage this sitting at the homeowner's home and doing this. We we like doing the multiple offers at our office mm-hmm. because we have access to our printers, our email, right. every everything is there. All that infrastructure is there. So what happened was we sent uh, an, e- an email to, uh, to everybody mm-hmm. saying, hey, we got a fourth offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you keeping it or are you going to keep your offer the same or are you uh, resubmitting? We right. have one agent. Said nope, I'm upping mine and more. So that's the difference hmm. that you can do. A lot of agents don't may not do that. I don't know, and they're supposed to do that even right up to the last minute. You're supposed to inform everybody. Yeah. Now, can you imagine having 25 offers? Wow. You're doing an offer presentation at six, <laughs> and at, at two minutes to six, somebody calls you says I have an offer, and you have you, to contact now you have 20, to contact 25 holy, people. Holy. Saying we've got a twenty sixth offer, wow. most people will say, you know, I'm keeping mine the same, and but you might get one person change it, sure. and if that person and that changes the whole ballgame, it does. And if that person doesn't get the opportunity to know that, you got a big problem on your case wow. because they can come back and say, hey, you were at fault. If I known there was twenty six offers, yeah. I would have changed my offer. Interesting. So, so that's why it's always good, um, you know, managing managing multiple offers is it does take a certain. Uh, talent, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to say it, it, you have to have experience with it, and also you should always do it at the uh, at the office. Mm-hmm. At uh, so when you do get those last minute offers, and and say we have, you know, we'll go back to the Cannon Streets, and there was now four offers, uh, and one of the original three then said, all right, I want to up my offer, so now it's higher than this new offer that has come in. How much back and forth, and and how long does that take? Sometimes it does. It takes a long time. It, it does. So a lot of times, uh, and that's why you have to be by a computer because it's easy to email everybody. Right. Or, or you know, or text. So you know, you got to keep. So when we do multiple offers, we we take large our large envelopes and and we put everyone in an envelope and we write the details on the outside the okay. envelope just to 
keep it organized. Yeah. So we put all the all the cash ones on one side. We put all the uh, ones with conditions on this side, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then and then we try to take the one with cash and see which is the highest and price and the best closing date for the client. Okay. And uh, and if that's the one we take, but. It, it just gets crazy. Like um, in, in this market, agents are getting upset. Um, they're not getting the opportunity uh, a lot of times, you know, and they'll find it anyway because their clients are getting upset with sure. them yeah. because they, they're, they're on one, two, three, four, five homes they put offers on mm-hmm. and they're not getting them. And it, it does take a certain skill. you got to know it. And, and, and if you're looking at, you know, bu- you know, buying a home, if you're a buyer, find somebody that's experienced in dealing with multiple offers. Yeah. I'm telling you that right now. And also if you're selling... Make sure you have somebody uh, that also has uh, experience in dealing with multiple offers because that can make a difference. Now, the the price went from two forty two to two fifty hmm. in a course of five minutes. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah. So I had three offers. The highest one was uh, two forty two, and then and then after I said there was a fourth offer, boom, one came to the table and said, "Hey, I'm up in mine to two fifty. To see the difference, how that is, right. I could have said nothing. And just dealt with the four because yeah. I figured what's the difference from three and four? Right, there is a difference. Yeah, so because you don't know if that new offer that has come in is going to say okay, now I want to up it to two sixty. Right, right. It's almost so, like an auction. Well, at that yeah, because it's a strategy, right? Because if if I know there's three offers on the table, so I have a strategy in my head saying, okay, here's what I'm going to go in at. Yeah. Now there's a fourth. That strategy changes, right? So you got to make sure that uh, you know you have that experience to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that experience. Uh, the proof is in the pudding. Number one in transaction sales with Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington. Number one in transaction sales in Canada for Remax. That is the Golfie team. Call them today at nine zero five five seven five seventy seven hundred. RobGolfie is the website, and we are back with the Hamilton Real Estate Show right after this on AM nine hundred CHML. I wish I was homeward bound Home, where my thoughts escaping Home, where my music's playing Home, where my love lies waiting silently we are back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. 905-575-7700 is the phone number. 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Find them on Facebook and at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, number one in transaction sales in Canada for Remax. Max and number one in transaction sales with the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington. So you're buying experience and results. Absolutely. Call the team. Yes, yes. We have we have systems in place that make uh, th- trans- everything happen easily mm-hmm. for our uh, clients. Absolutely. Uh, we were talking earlier on um, what can you buy for a million dollars now versus 2007. A great breakdown. And if you missed any uh, part of that uh, segment or any past show, really, you can go to 900CHML.com, click on uh, shows, and then the Hamilton Real Estate Show. You can listen to any of the shows or, or this past show uh, earlier on uh, this hour. But I came across this story earlier in the week, and it really caught my attention because it had to deal with real estate and Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. So we all remember what that was right. back in the day. So um, it's back on the market. 
And it has an asking price of $67 million. Uh, so not your average uh, you know, property. No, right? no. Uh, even in the United States. But it's a 2,700-acre property near Santa Barbara, California. It's been renamed Sycamore Valley Ranch. The listed price represents a significant cut from the $100 million it was on the market for last year. So last year, for $100 million, it's gone down to $67 million this year. In addition to a 12,000-foot main residence, it has a 3,700-square-foot pool house. Uh, the listing boasts a separate building with a 50-seat movie theater and a dance studio. Other features on the ranch are a Disney-style train station, a firehouse, and a barn. Uh, Jackson sold the ranch to Colony Capital uh, prior to his death in 2009 for $22.5 million. So in 2009, it went for 22 and a half. Uh, last year it was listed for a hundred million. Now it's back down to sixty-seven million. Yeah, I think the guys that bought the uh, property they were hoping that uh, maybe they can make uh, make it as Some kind a of theme park or, or, whatever. or something. And I and I don't think I don't know the the, the actual um, legal aspect of that area, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I don't think they were going to maybe make it like Michael Jackson, kind of like... Almost uh, like a Graceland. Graceland, with, with yeah. With Elvis Presley. Yeah, so, and I don't think that's happening. But the problem the problem with that property is now they changed the name of the property because right. obviously it, it doesn't matter whether Michael Jackson yeah. owned it or not. Yeah. And it's probably a very like unique style yeah, house that Michael Jackson <laughs> put there. So it's not something that everybody would probably want to live yeah. in. So there's a, a high probability that somebody has to tear tear down the yeah. house and and rebuild. So if you're spending 66 million or 60 million on a property and then you got to spend another 20 right. million to build a house, that's quite a bit of money. I, of I think they're they're probably I think they'll still do well on the property, yeah. uh, the company that owns it, but I don't I don't know if they'll get 60 uh 60 million for yeah. this place. You talk about niche markets for a million dollar homes. Now we're talking about 67 million. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. No kidding. It's it just uh, I mean somebody probably try to jump on the bandwagon and see if there was a, a opportunity to, yeah. to uh, make some money but but uh, to carry that property for the, this long. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll have to follow that. It'll be interesting to yeah, see be, uh, you know, when it goes and how much it goes for. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple minutes left in this segment. Uh, evaluating your home, um, and this is huge, too, because you don't want to overprice and you don't want to obviously underprice what your home is, is worth. But surprisingly, in this market... Um, pretty close to thirty percent of homes don't sell. Really? Yeah, I mean, it, because they're not evaluated properly. They're, well, they're, either they're not evaluated properly, or they um, they're, they're the homeowner's pricing it too high. Right. Okay. And and they're sitting on the market. So, for instance, last year, um, like the, this Cannon Street that we dealt with uh, multiple mm-hmm. offices, it was on the market for two years. Wow. Yeah. And, okay. And now we know the last two years, red hot market. Yeah. You know, should have sold. Cannon Street is not a problem to sell now. Right, right. Um, so... When we went in there, last, uh, I can't remember what they they had it listed for in 2015. And 2016, they had it listed at 320. And, and it should have sold last year at mm-hmm. 320. I don't know why it didn't sell, but it mm-hmm. should have sold. So... We went in, they called us in, and we said, you know what, we can get you 350 for this house. And they go, really? And they go, yeah, we can get you we, 350 So we suggested to them, list it at 300 Okay. And, uh, and we'll get you 350 We got 375 No way. Yeah. So, it's, <laughs> oh so I mean, we did better. Uh, and, but, and that's the thing, is we know the market. Now, if we listed this property at 350 there's a high probability it'd still be on the market today. Yeah, because you're cutting so many people out of the equation. Right? Well, not only that, but it just, for some reason, I don't know what it is. People 
they they see the property. It gets them to the property. Right. It gets them there, and they go there. Hey, this is not as bad as I thought it was. Right. Right. Boom. right. Now we got four buyers for this place. Yeah. So four buyers want to compete in. Uh, um, or and actually that one yeah there was three buyers for that one they want to compete and uh, put mm-hmm. multiple offers and you know so so the name of the game is basically to get those people onto the dance floor right yeah get them to the party yeah and um, it's better to I always tell people it, it depends what direction you go now not every property is the right property to do that right um, we have people you know in the country they say hey can we do this uh, the country properties take sometimes a sure. little bit longer you have to be careful and we see we see uh, uh, realtors, you know, they'll do no offers for four days, and on certain properties, and mm. they don't get not they don't get anything. Interesting. They don't get anything, so they have to be careful. So you have to know which properties to do it with and which ones not to do it with. But evaluating is tough in this market because the market's moving so fast. Right. I can give you a price on a home, and I could be off like, but somebody's willing to pay twenty, thirty thousand more. Sure. Like if I so. If I go to a house and the value of that house, based on the information that mm-hmm. surrounding this home, is worth four hundred thousand, and we say, okay, let's list it at four and a quarter or four fifty, we get nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then um, you know it's it's hard because because you know the market's moving fast. But if right. I put it at four hundred thousand, there's a high probability I'm going to get four and a quarter to four fifty for right, it, maybe right. even higher. So it, it is very difficult to to gauge this market. Yeah. So what happens is the homeowner says, well, they're, they're afraid to do that. Um, and they'll say, no, no, I want to list it at five or four fifty, and nothing happens. Right. So all of a sudden they're upset, yeah. you know, especially in this good market because now all their friends and family saying, what? They yeah. can't sell it. You got to call my realtor. <laughs> <laughs> you got to call my guy. Plus, you may have lost out on you know a couple of potential buyers in the process. I, exactly. Right? So you you have to be very careful. There there is um it, 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 like like you said, it's, it's first first impression. You got to be out there yeah. at the right time, the right price, and uh, we knew last year at the end of May. As soon as it hit June, things changed. Yeah, we we were able to react to that change quickly. Mm-hmm. We know a lot of people couldn't because they didn't know the market as well as we did. So, and that's the difference that you have with us. Yeah. Uh, we 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 know market knowledge instantly. A lot of times, we know we know if the market is quiet this week or not. The real estate board doesn't know that till after the stats come in at the end of the month right. or the first of the of the of, of, of the previous month uh, the month. And um, so it, it's. With our with our experience and knowledge of the market, mm-hmm. it makes a huge difference. Yeah. You're no doubt ahead of the game. RobGolfie.com is the website. 905-575-7700 is the phone number. Call them today. The Hamilton Real Estate Show continues on AM 900 CHML. One last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. 905-575-7700 is the phone number. That's 575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And check him out on Facebook as well. Let's get to GolfieGetsItSold.com. Yes, if you are looking to get an evaluation done in your home 
And you just if you want something just done by email or by phone, um, we, we can give you a general idea uh, what your home okay. uh, will probably... It's like a ballpark figure. A ballpark figure. Unless we go to your house. If you want us to come to your house, we will do that. Right. Um, we can we can do that for you. So if you're thinking about making a move and you just, you're at the beginning stages, you're not there yet, sure. and, and you just want to get an, a general idea, um, go to our go to our golfygetsitsold.com and yep. that'll take you to uh, a page where you can fill out your information, and uh, we will we will get back to you. And uh, so, and are people just putting in their address basically, and then you're yeah, kind yeah, of doing the, comparables? Yeah, and they, and they, their, their address, and they can give some details about their property. Okay, and then put down that you heard us on the on the radio that uh, that um, you want to you. An evaluation, evaluation, nice. and then we'll we'll get that evaluation to you, and it, it, we'll get it to you within two to three days. Absolutely, nice. cool. Yeah. All right, let's end with uh, the coloring contest. You guys do this uh, on an annual basis at uh, golfycontest.com, and uh, this is tied around Easter. Yes, um, we put uh, a coloring contest out every year. We give out three bikes. And uh, I can't remember how long we've been doing this, but it's great, and I, I love it when I go to Canadian Tire. They know me there, they, they and it's uh, it's good. Oh, you're here for the coloring contest. Nice. Everybody sees awesome. you know. Not that I only go to uh, Canadian Tire once right. a year, right. but they know during that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but um, but if you go to uh, golfycontest.com, mm-hmm. um, there's the uh, coloring. Uh, uh, page there that you can color okay. and you can actually send that uh, by email you can take a picture of it with your phone oh, nice. and send it to us easily you know uh, instead of bringing it to us yeah, or mailing or it mailing to us it, yeah. so you can uh, send it to us by email but uh, it, it's a great thing and uh, kids love it and I, I personally go to the houses that people that win awesome and uh, and, and deliver the bike and, and I, I call their parents first and, yeah. and make it, sure it, the kids home yeah to make yeah. sure the kids are home it's it's great it's it's a lot of fun that's tremendous um, I, I enjoy doing that it's 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 a uh, you know and and it, the kids that get it sometimes they're like um some of them don't have a bike. Wow. And so it's really impactful. Oh, oh it is. It yeah. is. Yeah. Who so. needs chocolates on Easter when you can get a bike? That's right. That's right. <laughs> it, it is fantastic. It, I, I get a lot of joy out of it. That's tremendous. Good for you guys. Golfycontest.com is the website. Uh, great coloring contest. The deadline to enter, though, is April 17th. So get those entries uh, in there. We're plumb out of time. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks, Rick. And uh, have another successful week. I know you will. Uh, again, 905-575-7700 is the phone number to call Rob Golfie. Go on his website, robgolfie.com. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on AM 900 CHML.